0: Welcome to Spill the Biz. I'm Sarah Stowe, Head Editor at Inside Franchise Business. Join me as we have candid conversations with leading entrepreneurs and business owners behind some of the world's most impressive franchise brands. At Inside Franchise Business, we acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to elders of the past and present. Hello. My guest today is Peter Patterson. When Peter Patterson fell in love with French patisserie, his career path took an unexpected turn. Following a four-year pastry cooking apprenticeship and training in chocolate making and patisserie, Peter put his skills to work and with his wife, Michelle, opened their first patisserie in Sydney. Today, Peter heads up a chain of 17 Patterson patisseries and has plans to develop and grow the brand even more. In this podcast, we chat about passion for a product, scaling a business facing up to external challenges, leading from the front, and what's next for the brand. So um, welcome, Peter. Um, great to have you with us today. Um, we're going to be talking about pastry, which is fantastic. Who doesn't love a great pastry? <laughs> Patterson's is a, a go-to patisserie, if you're lucky enough, as I am, uh, to have one locally. But it has kept a fairly low profile. Um, so tell us about the business. What is, what is Patterson's Patisserie?
1: Well, Patterson's Pastry. We we established the business back in uh, fifteenth of December, nineteen ninety five, a week week or so before Christmas, which is uh, a very fun time to open a (laughs) hospitality business. Uh, Yeah, so we bought an existing bakery at the time. Actually, Um, I was always in the mindset of starting one from scratch um, and uh, just lived it and felt it, uh, felt 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 out the, the 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 store at the time, and um, the vision was always. Uh, I'm a, a patissier by background, so love patisserie, love French culture, love uh, French food, and uh, uh, so yeah. Uh, over over the next few months, uh, we, you know, heading into 1996, I think I was then. Uh, we converted the to our business into a patisserie, um, and you know, focusing on, on French pastries.
0: So you you set up. Um pre-Christmas which is challenging as you said um and how how did you grow the business what was the what was the sort of approach that you took was it was it kind of strategic in the sense of I want to be in x number of places or I want to be in these locales or was it simply an opportunity came up and you grabbed it
1: yeah no no big vision uh it was pretty much opportunity based look when when we first started in business it was just being your own boss I suppose um, being able to do something that you enjoyed doing um, running a business and you know all of those things that everyone looks at um, in terms of owning your own business that's that's the enjoyment not you know being your own boss so to speak uh, but um, growing from there was just purely opportunity we only had we had one store and I think the key driver actually was um, you know, our first store was at St. Ives and mm. there was always talk of a clearway going in ever since we started the store, um, and that 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 clearway was meant to be a twenty four seven clearway. So we didn't really realise whether the business would survive once that came out. So you know, an opportunity then came for a second site um, at Westfield Hornsby, actually, oh. um, back when the development was happening back then so yeah so that's it's really been an opportunity based uh, journey even since then
0: and so in terms of scaling then because you you're fair you've joined the world of franchising um fairly yes. fairly recently so what what was the catalyst for really deciding you were going to ramp up this this scale because I think you had 13 am I right you had 13 stores uh patisseries Correct. at that yeah. point yeah
1: uh yes, so thirteen stores uh you know we we had thirteen of our own stores uh franchising wasn't really something that we we love the control of of having our own stores mm. um, but but understanding when getting into the world of franchising is that you know you're taking on business partners and um that then is a is a different journey in itself so um you know everything. In terms of op- operating three of your own retail outlets as well as the commercial uh, patisserie kitchen, um, is very challenging. You know, so um, you know, there's certain things that run well. Um, or you know, ha- having having owner operators within the business obviously lured us to to understand that the business would have a better customer service base. We felt, um, and I, I think that's true.
0: Now, you've got, I think, quite a few very, what I would call, very um, well-established team members. Um, There's obviously a a loyalty there. There's there's some longevity amongst some of your key, um, you know, your your key leaders. And I wonder Mm. what is it that you think nurtures that? Is it because it's a family business or is is there something more to Mm. Pattersons that, you know, gets people to to stay and, and go along the journey with you?
1: I think it's the uh, forever, we're forever evolving, even though, um, you know, two of my main, my head pastry chef and my sous pastry chef have been with me for over 20 years, even since apprentices. Um, Their journey's completely changed from what they were to what they are now. So, um, so their, their roles continuously change and they work in their strengths. And uh, and I, I think that's, the key thing with even a lot of the team within the kitchen uh, that have been with me for over 10 years as well within different, you know, areas of, of the kitchen. Uh, they're good at what they do and, um, you know, you, you just work on their strengths. And, yeah, so I think as the business has evolved, you know, growing has has also assisted them to um, grow their skills and, and manage the team around them.
0: And um, in terms of, yeah, you're, to- you're talking there about, um i i guess empowering empowering people to some degree aren't you in in terms of you mm. know following their skills and um, um, and that comes down to leadership how would you de- define your own leadership skills
1: uh it can do attitude i suppose uh, lead by example um, mm. very much you know i I'll, I'll do what anyone else does it's um i'm you know pastry chef i've created the business with Created the product, and uh, you know every day is a is a is a new day, um, which you need to do as you did the day before. So, so yeah, the, the in terms of leadership, it's it's very much um, uh, yeah lead by example. I I feel.
0: You mentioned there about the kitchens. Now I know you've you've one of the challenges with scale, obviously, um, is how you replicate. Um, and how, how efficient you are with your, your systems. With something like patisserie, mm. um, it's obviously important that your standards are high. So I, I think you have a centralised kitchen. Is that correct?
1: We do, Creator. yes.
0: And so, how, and so how does that operate in terms of um, getting the product out to, to the stores?
1: Uh, so we're still very hands-on on what we do with our product. Um, you know, we... Team starts at 2am, 3am, 4am. You know, we use a... We use technologies like retard improvers, which we call them, for you know we we make our pastries and they have a very uh, low yeast content and a long fermentation time. Uh, so the team gets in and you know definitely is on point from the time they walk in to ensure that the you know the the product is in stores or leaving leaving the kitchen from five thirty a.m. and on the doorsteps of some of the stores from six am through till seven thirty am. So and we do, uh, we still do two deliveries a day. So we've got our uh, bread products, and then we have our um, sort of um, uh, second delivery, as we sort of call it, that comes through with um, you know your, your your next range of products for the for the day. So still keep it, still keep it very uh, you know very hands on and um, as fresh as we can. Possibly do.
0: So, what what do you what do you specifically look for in a in a franchisee?
1: Oh, really? Um, just dedication, I suppose, to being there to, to deliver the final final result of, of what we do. So the the products always sold itself, as we sort of say. Um, every, everyone wants a nice experience. Uh, when you're in a patisserie or a cafe or a restaurant, um, it's the customer service area that that that's the area that they need to focus on, ensuring that they meet all expectations that customers wants and needs. And um, yeah, so it's uh, it's not overcomplicated, but that's hospitality.
0: And you've introduced some new store models, or some some store formats. I think, mm-hmm. rather than the yes. just the traditional. So can you talk through those? What,
1: what's actually a part of that? Yeah, we branch out a little bit more into that. So it's a uh, Patterson's Petite concept. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just a smaller version of what we do. Um, we have touched on it before by doing kiosks, as we called it. Uh, but it, it's really more of a small store format, more of a affordable format as well for people to get into their own business. Uh, it'd be very, very focused on ensuring that, you know, you do have an owner operator within the store and just hitting all those, uh, little, little gains by just ensuring, you know, you get giving good customer service and, um, it, it won't be a, in a, a large format store. So easier to run, easier to manage, uh, easier financial entry point, um, and uh, yeah, sort of the harder you work, the, the the better the return.
0: And would you see that as a as an entry level for um, for someone that wanted to come in and and then perhaps move on to to a full store? I mean, do you see that there would be that kind of career progression, if you like?
1: Yeah, we've had those discussions. I presume uh, that would be a good journey for people if that's what they want. Um, some some may be happy with. With the format, but yeah, the opportunities there for someone that wants to sort of step in and experience it uh, to then get into a, a bigger um, format is is always something that we would you know help and grow and assist with.
0: And so, what what are your kind of expansion plans then? Say for for twenty twenty four and maybe you know a couple of years ahead. Have you have you got that
1: defined? Yeah, no, we're we're very much we don't we don't have any targets in which we you know we want 50 stores by Mm. next year or 10 stores or 15 stores you know where we've never been like that and and even and even still uh we look at all the opportunities um that are on hand uh making sure that you know deals such as rentals and um, locations are all right so we, we would rather maximize we would rather have less stores and ensure that those stores are maximizing their revenue as much as possible than than focusing on doubling the stores um with a fast growth strategy um and and losing sight of what what we're trying to do and achieve so yeah still still very much opportunity based so what that is
0: to me kind of if i look at a Patterson store i think it's it's fairly classical you know it's got a bit of a french feel about it is that the Will that kind of continue? Is it something that you would look at refreshing over time? How how important is kind of the look of the business to to the Patterson's name?
1: Yes, we uh, yeah we love we love the French feel. Um, it's it's what we, it's uh what um you know our foundations are in terms of patisserie, food, uh, traditions of 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 what the. Uh, you know french do with pastries um but yeah that in terms of look and feel we kind of evolve as we go so mm-hmm. you know, being around for 30 years it's as uh each each store will go through um you know a a period so our new stores are um went through sort of like a bit of a hampton's sort of style look back uh, about uh, eight years ago but we've sort of uh tuned in a a little bit more. Still got a bit of that in there, but, yeah, they, they kind of evolve for the area, either the centre that they're in or the location they're in. Um, so if we're, you know, build, building one on the on the beaches, it'll sort of um, have that local f- uh, flair to it as well. So it's not it's not a cookie-cutter approach. It's very bespoke. And um, they're, they're, they're all unique, but they still need to look and be branded as a Patterson's.
0: And does that apply to the menu as well? I mean, is there an element of... Um customization for particular markets, or is it absolutely a standard menu that you'll get in St. Ives or you'll get in Bondi or you'll,
1: you know. Yeah, product, product mix will change naturally. So we have a large uh, menu as such. Um, what that location will uh, sell in terms of the product mix really determines what, uh, in the positioning of the store so you know there's some areas that we're treated we're, we're sort of more treated heavily as a as a fast uh cafe go to toasty coffee um you know sit sit and go um now to the suburban stores where uh you know there's a lot of bread you know the bread sales so it just it really depends on on the on the location of the store, so but um, but we've got a we've got a large menu and it sort of, and it caters for for each location.
0: And I, I imagine that you've um, taken much more of a, a helicopter perspective. Um, you've got a new general manager, or yes. the f- your first general manager, yeah, yes. And and, and so you are, do you see yourself as less hands on now and 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 taking more of a strategic
1: role. Uh, yes, that's the, that's the idea. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, um, uh, that came or well, Nulling came about, um, right in the second wave of COVID. So, uh, you know, we're like most retail businesses or food businesses, you know, it was definitely, or for everyone it was in the period, it was very shaky, um, in retail food. Um, so where we want to be, uh, isn't where. We, where we are, isn't where we wanted to be, but, um, you know, that, that's just, that's just what COVID sort of mm. brought upon us. Um, but yeah, look, um, again, I think that's, that, that stems down to the, the, the longevity of the staff, uh, for all of us to, um, you know, the new, new management that, that will come in with the businesses is, is really, uh hiring them and taking them on for the strengths uh, so same with the general manager and even same for myself being able to focus more on um the stronger parts the strategic parts of the business as well um so yeah that's sort of the exciting times ahead i suppose to that where we would like to have been by now
0: well i think as you said it, you know it, it affected everybody and you started franchising just before covid hit which was probably pretty bad timing um how how did you manage that kind of that period, and, and how do you deal with those sorts of challenges personally? What what's what's your sort of personal approach?
1: Personal approach, yeah. Mm. No, that was actually our first franchise. We um, we handed over um, the week COVID hit mm. uh, in Sydney, Chatswood actually. So it was uh, definitely a massive eye opener, not what you wanted to do. Um, so yeah we just had to bunker down like everyone else um ride the ride the storm through no one knew where we were going to end um so look uh, you know i, I keep saying we're, we're we're still licking our wounds from it mm. um and um but um but uh, you know you know we're, we're through it now we feel and obviously and then um now it's about just you know refocusing back to where we wanted to be um, and and that's that's the strategy there.
0: You sound quite pragmatic. You sound like someone that's kind of quite measured and isn't necessarily thrown by challenges that come your way. Is is that true, or is that just uh, just appearance? Probably. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is hospitality. So uh, anything, any curveball can be thrown at any point.
0: Do you ever do any patisserie yourself? Are you? Do you ever get hands on? Do you? Make pastry at home, or have you had enough of the pastry yeah. when you get home? You think that's it?
1: Um... No, look, I still enjoy it, and yeah, you know, sometimes I'll you know get some pastries and take home and put them together and do something with them. Um, but still, still very hands-on with you know my my uh, head pastry chef in in terms of development. Okay, uh, that's something that um, we want to focus a little bit more on again next year. We'll be focusing back on redesigning the menu and and. Uh, um, and you know, spice it up a bit i suppose
0: well it sounds exciting it sounds like there's lots um, lots of development to come our way um mm. so look thank you very much it was great to have a chat with you peter and just uh find out a little bit more and, and hopefully we'll see a lot more of patterson's uh in the next few years
1: no problem thank you thanks again
0: for listening to spill the Biz. don't forget to subscribe And if this podcast has sparked your interest in the world of franchising, make sure you check out our website, insightfranchisebusiness.com.au for more great info and tips on how to get started.